1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: The Daily Mix Show presents the most popular radio game on this side of the speaker. Let's play Beat Mix. Beat Mix. Don't be
3: The beat migs i know johnny from seattle is johnny are you there yes ma'am i'm sarah your host and it's time for you to get out of here steve bye-bye for those playing at home johnny has 60 seconds to answer 10 questions you can pass all you want but you will only get three guesses per question are you ready let's go common in athletes acl surgery reconstructs or replaces a ligament located in what joint of the body the knee correct What South African comedian will be hosting the 66th annual Grammy Awards? Trevor Noah? Correct. What is the name of the popular Netflix series about chess that premiered in 2020? Queen's Gambit. Correct. Rumor has it that TikTok country star Nate Smith is dating what complicated singer?
2: Mm, I don't know. Taylor Swift?
3: No.
4: Miley Cyrus? No. uh, Pass.
3: (laughs) What fast food chain is famous for their Jomoka shake?
4: Ooh, Arby.
3: Yes. What famous Disney character first appeared in Steamboat Willie in 1928?
2: That would be Mickey Mouse.
3: Yes. The ancient pyramids are located in which country? Egypt. Correct. What band had the 2005 hit song How to Save a Life?
5: Ah, bad about on that one.
3: In what early 2000s year did Apple introduce the iTunes music store?
2: Mm, uh, 2001,
3: two, three. Three, yes. What is the longest-running primetime television show in history? MASH? No. Johnny, you got seven correct, though. Johnny on the spot. Yes. You knew how to play the game perfectly, too. You knew a lot, and then if you you didn't, you passed. I was impressed. I am, too. Steve's got his work cut out for him. I know. We have a contender. There's
5: that look again. (laughs) <laughs> I hope you lose. Look, that Taryn always gives me when the I King walk in. The Team Johnny look. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Steve, are you ready? The
5: T Dog glare. <laughs> Wrong button, but yes. Oh. oh
3: yes. Common in athletes, ACL surgery reconstructs or replaces a ligament located in what joint of the body? The knee. Correct. What South African comedian will be hosting the 66th annual Grammy Awards? Oh,
5: um, Trevor Noah.
3: Yes. What is the name of the popular Netflix series about chess that premiered in 2020?
5: Oh, man, I watched an episode of it. Put me to sleep. Oh, Johnny knew it. Uh, Queen's Gambit. <laughs>
3: Yes, Stevie
5: knows it too. Rumor you
3: know. has it that TikTok country star Nate Smith is dating what complicated singer?
5: Oh, uh, Avril Lavigne.
3: Yes. What fast food chain is famous for their Jamoka shake? Arby's, baby. Correct. What famous Disney character first appeared in Steamboat Willie in 1928? Mickey Mouse. Yes. The ancient pyramids are located in which country? Uh, Egypt. Yes. The what band had the 2005 hit song "How to Save a Life"? Huh.
5: How to save a life? Would that be Chumbawamba? No. Um, Slayer. No. Um, Testament.
3: No. In what early 2000s year did Apple introduce the iTunes Music Store?
5: You said early 2000s year? Yes. 2011.
3: No, what? 2001, I I I'm like, wait, did I say that no, wrong? No, 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 I'm just stupid. <laughs> well... With this, with the, or without that, I guess you get seven correct, <gasps> which is a tie. Seven. We haven't had a tie in a while. No. Well, congratulations!
5: Playoff or <laughs> I know, right? Sudden death overtime. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shootout.
6: Don't
3: have a question. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. Let's see if you would have got this one. What is the longest running primetime television show in history? Mash. No, that's what he said, too. Simpsons? Simpsons. Oh, that was my second guess. If you yeah. would have got to it.
5: Well, woulda, coulda, shoulda. That's the first tie of 2024.
7: Yeah. Wow. How, how do you, is it, does tie go to the
5: rockaholic? No, it goes Whoa. to me. They have to no. beat me. They uh, didn't beat oh, me. Oh,
7: okay, okay. The one who goes to no one. Yeah. It's just, so it's yeah, just a I, walk. No, it's I just, just
5: sleep well at night knowing that he didn't beat me. It doesn't, nothing happens.
7: It's a, it's a draw. Just,
5: it's just like hockey. Like now it's like I'm 20, whatever, and whatever, and t- one.
7: So, okay, and one. Okay, so now we're and one. Yeah, you have to add more verbiage to
5: your teeth <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ty. Any-
7: twenty
3: nine, eleven, and one. Yes. Does anyone know the band who had the hit song "How to Save a Life"? Or is it? I just can me? picture. Uh, to d- save a life, where did I go
5: Oh, that is that the fright.
7: It is. Oh, I would not have gotten that. Not at all. I'm not way a chance. too proud that you got that.
5: <laughs> Why do I? Know? Who are you, I lyrics don't know. guy? I don't know. It wasn't the lyrics. It was the sweet melodies that you both were kicking out. Yeah,
7: we're going to work on our harmonies next. Why do I remember?
5: I think they were a Seattle band. The phrase. I think the phrase uh, at least the singer, is originally from somewhere here in the Northwest.
7: That sounds like it should be a metal band. The phrase
5: They're very, very the far from being metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's the guy from the phrase from the Northwest.
7: Well, we're going to find that out. And maybe it will be oh, a boy, question in an do. upcoming Beat Migs. Well, there's a song that is taking over the internet and it involves two things that we would never expect. EDM and Creed. You're going to hear it after Joan Jett.
5: The Daily Migs Show.
7: Steve Migs, the internet is at it again. There is an EDM remix of a Creed song. The Creed song is One Last Breath.
5: I'm sure I know the song. I just can't think of it based on just the title of the song. One last breath. One last breath. (laughs) One last breath. (laughs) (laughs) So this version... were Were you a Creed
7: person? going to sit here and pretend I did not buy that album back in whatever year that was.
5: I never was a Creed, because, you know, obviously being an obsessive uh, Pearl Jam fan, like, I always thought a little, of them as like this. A little like this. Off. Yeah, I, I tolerated them. I never hated them. Us wrestling fans love them because of their My Sacrifice song it was set to, like, an awesome montage to, like, for, like, a Wrestlemania or something okay. along those lines, so that made me kind of like them a little bit, but recently, when I was at the gym, I said, you know, I'm going to rock out the Creed, and I put on, like, the Creed Essentials. I think I made it two and a half songs, and I was just like, you know what? I think I'm all right. So they didn't take you higher? They did not do anything for me. So, so this, this is, is one last breath. Oh, I remember this music video. He's like standing on top of like some rock thing in a city. I gave him back when I heard thunder, yeah, I don't remember this one. You might know it when the chorus kicks in.
7: I feel like I was only into the Creed hits. Was this a hit?
5: <laughs> this one has 337 million views on um, on the YouTubes. and
7: now I'm one of them.
5: Here he is. This part you probably
7: know. I'm six feet
5: from I'm the edge, and I'm thinking, no.
7: Yeah, you what? Know I the do. Words. I remember this song loosely. Well, how about <laughs> the version of this that's been remade and listened to by millions all across YouTube, TikTok, X, Instagram. It's everywhere.
5: And it's an EDM version? It's
7: an EDM remix that comes from a guy named Jojo Lorenzo.
5: Can we call it then Creed DM? (laughs) You have to go now. You have to go. So this... So powerful. It so is. powerful. They were so emotional. Every song was emotional. It was yeah, big feelings. A lot of big feelings. They're for on that tour band. again, though. And they got Scott Stapp back in the band. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Very exciting. We're is gonna it, go to that
5: show. Are we?
7: No. no. <laughs> but JoJo Lorenzo, we might go check out his book club radio. It's a New York based dance party disguised as a book club where the DJ faces a mirror and looks at the crowd through his reflection. Oh. And the reason this is, he believes it takes the crowd's focus off of him uh-huh. and puts it back on the dance floor.
5: It's so deep, bro. Uh, hey,
7: how, want-
5: how many hallucinogens was this DJ taking when he came up with this idea? You know, but honestly, if I was at a club, probably by the end of the night, I'd be like, this is so groundbreaking. He's not even <laughs> looking at us.
7: Do you want to know what the song sounds like?
5: Yes, of course I do. Oh, yeah. Oh oh. Oh my gosh I don't know if this is Why is this popular?
7: If there there was a way to make the song worse I think that Jojo Lorenzo did it
5: But so this is all over social media Oh yeah it's huge See in all fairness we gotta wait for like the beat to kick in right
7: Is it gonna Is the beat gonna drop
5: though? if we're lucky. And it won't come back. <laughs> there we go. Oh. Mm.
7: oh I'm six feet the problem is... Okay, I don't hate it. I don't hate
5: it. There's probably people at a party that are all like hopped up on something as this guy's doing this, have no idea that this is Creed. They just think this is some kind of like new chain smoker song or something like some... You know what I mean?
7: Well, I, and I'm always appreciative of this younger generation that gets exposed to these bands and these songs that have been around for like you know twenty thirty odd years, and then they get this whole resurgence of followers.
5: So, could this be the thing that brings everybody back to loving Creed?
7: Yeah. Maybe.
5: Danny's like, no, not a chance in hell.
7: So you never, you were never a Creed lover.
5: I, my 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 biggest Creed claim to fame was that I was partly partially responsible for the bassist getting fired from the band. Really? Yes, it was awesome. Did they
7: ever get him back in?
5: Yeah, uh, well, I think, yeah, he's now back with them. He also ended up being the bassist in Alter Bridge. Oh, when I worked yeah. at the end, we interviewed uh, the bassist at the time. It was the original bassist. He was, like, fishing on a boat and just hanging out. And it was, like, such a random interview. But So we're talking to him, and, and Andy, who I used to do a show with Andy Savage, I think he asked the question of, hey, how do you feel about the comparisons that people make to Scott Stapp and Eddie, you know, people saying that oh, Scott Stapp sounds like Eddie Vedder. It wasn't like he was trying to be scandalous with the question. But, you know, it's, a, it's it was a valid question, especially to ask here in the Pacific Northwest, where sure. at the time, there were a lot of people who were just like, screw Creed, they just sound like Pearl Jam wannabes. And I get it in a sense, but I never really got too worked up about that because, I mean, Pearl Jam was definitely, well, at least Eddie's voice was kind of inspired by Jim Morrison. And everyone gets inspired by something. I didn't think they were trying to rip off Pearl Jam personally, but he did not like the question. And he said you know, along the lines of like Eddie Vedder wishes he could... Uh, he could hold a candle to Scott Stapp and, and, like, just went off on it. Well, MTV News somehow picked up on this interview and put it up on there. And this is back when MTV News was a thing, and, like, their website, that was, like, a big thing. You go there to get your music news, yeah. and there was a big top story. You know, whoever, bassist for Creed, says Scott Stapp, Eddie Vedder, wishes he could be the singer like Scott Stapp is or something along those lines. And this spread like wildfire to the point where I, I guess there was already... Issues within the band with this guy. This was the straw that broke the camel's back. So this poor guy is just trying to defend his lead singer and what he ended up doing was piss off his lead singer because now he's getting all this backlash that they've already been dealing with and they kicked him out of the band.
7: Oh no. Yeah, you can't you can't go around so, trash and pearl Jam It's not gonna end well.
5: So Creed haters, you're welcome. <laughs>
7: That's insane.
5: Isn't that bonkers?
7: So then they brought him back in the band.
5: Well, then he ended up being the bassist for Alter Bridge. Okay. Which, Alter Bridge is awesome. Yeah. You get rid of Scott Stapp, Creed's a pretty badass band. <laughs> oh, no. That's brutal. Do you not like Alter Bridge?
7: I never got into Alter Bridge so much. Okay. Did you get into Alter Bridge?
5: Uh, for a couple of the songs, yeah. I All thought right. they were a little bit more, they, they were more of my speed. I, I, I dug Because I, I like Miles Kennedy's voice. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got a killer voice. He has him. a great voice. I and mean, I really
7: liked when they like when he teamed up with Slash and did the you the know Miles Kennedy thing? and the conspiracy. I was more into that than I was
5: Alter Bridge proper. It's so crazy. I have like multiple Creed things to talk about today. But someone texted in yesterday and said, "Hey, I'm a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan." And I was just going over going through YouTube and came across an interview that you did with the Smashing Pumpkins over twenty years ago. So what not, year
7: is this? Is this got, in the nineties? Probably it's late
5: nineties. I wow. think somebody found it. The funny part was so I found the link and I was like, "Oh, I got to hear this." And I look at the comments. There's only one comment that says "Creed WTF." And I'm like, "Did I say something about Creed in this interview?" So I had to go back and listen to it. First of all, it is weird hearing my voice how different it sounds 20 something years Did ago. Did you go
7: through pubert- puberty finally?
5: Quite possibly. <laughs> it's so weird and like you could hear like the nerves in my voice. I was, I was meeting one of my all-time favorite bands and interviewing them, Billy Corgan, James Iha, and you could just hear it in my voice, like just the quiver. Like I'm, like I'm so scared to talk to them. But for some reason, during the interview, Billy Corgan shares how he thinks like Creed was going to be the next big thing. Wow. Which looking back on is kind of a fun time capsule. Oh yeah. Do you want to hear how weird my I voice do. sounds? All right. This is so bad. Talking with Billy and James of Smashing Pumpkins.
4: Uh, what new bands have you been listening to that... <laughs>
7: it sounds like you... <laughs>
5: it, sounds... About, about, uh, about it sounds
7: like <laughs> you put an effect on
5: it. <laughs> hey, I want to talk to you about some of the new bands that you're really into. Huh?
4: Smashing Pumpkins talking with Billy and James of Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, What new bands have you been listening to that strike a nerve? Uh, You mentioned before earlier we were talking and it was Creed. Uh, What is it about a band like Creed or any other band that makes you say, okay, I need to hear the whole CD? I
5: love about the the whole band by name Creed. We were talking earlier because we're now best friends. I love you, Billy Corrigan. Well... Um, the idea, it seems, it's just a personal opinion, that the idea of a band that's kind of gets <laughs> together and makes this kind of collective noise that expresses their emotions seems to be kind of going by the way of the dinosaurs. That's <laughs> really cool. Tell me more about trees. What do you have another cringy part? I came not Darren's Taryn's crying. I know, I know. She's crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you making fun of how I used to sound, Taryn.
7: Smashing pumpkins are the best.
4: Speaking of uh, mayonnaise and Simon's dream, I mean, for personally, for me, uh, one of the more I don't know touching elements. I don't need to get like all cheese on you guys. I may
5: get all cheese on you guys and tell you how much I love you guys, but you guys are really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
4: need to get like all cheese on you guys, but uh, when like my first one was ever on a plane, and I, I was listening to my tape of Simon's dream. I really like Simon's uh. dream. <laughs>
5: I am not your doctor here. We're just a rock band. I don't know what you're expecting out of this interview, mister. Now I'm having a panic attack because I think they're making fun of me.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
4: anymore all i wanted to know is there any album back in the day that you were listening to that made like a, a, a lasting impression where you could a <laughs> very lasting impression that you tell me
5: more about your music that you like it was a creed you tell like, me more about creed
2: you like go back into it like you you almost get sounded like yourself for a second there it's like cartman when he gets zapped and
5: all of a sudden you can sing well <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all i wanted to know is there, there was that yeah, yeah. That's like Steve from the future just popped in. (laughs) All right, now I can go back to being my my serious music friend voice.
7: Oh, my God. I don't even know how to get out of this right now. Woo, Steve, that's amazing. (sighs) On that note, (laughs) there is a man named Danny. It's not our Danny. It's a different Danny. And he quit his job to become an Elvis impersonator. And I really like, honestly, you becoming an old Steve impersonator. That was
5: just beautiful. I'm really a big fan of Elvis.
7: <laughs> We're going to chat with Danny Graceland at 720.
4: The Daily Nigs
1: Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
2: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
7: 206-803-ROCK. Rockaholics, do you have a crazy side hustle? You can have a crazy side hustle, Steve. I do, I you do. Can wrestle. Yes. And sometimes play drums in bands.
5: Sometimes, if I'm lucky.
7: The reason we are asking is because there is a former warehouse worker named Danny from England who was able to leave his job completely to become an Elvis impersonator We have Danny Graceland with us. Good morning, Danny.
5: Good morning. First of all, Danny Graceland is the greatest name ever. (laughs) Thank you. So I got to ask you, uh, growing up, my mom was a massive Elvis fan. So Elvis was like a big deal in our household. And then uh, it's a crazy story, but it was a traumatizing story as a kid. One time, I did not know this until it happened. I went to another room and I came back and my cousin was head to toe in like the Elvis jumpsuit with the rhinestones. It was at that moment when I was a little kid that I realized that my cousin was an Elvis impersonator, but I wasn't expecting that and I just thought there was a weird intruder that had a bunch of like sequence bedazzled things going on started crying and then found that out and I was, and then I thought it was like the coolest thing ever and I didn't realize until we saw your story I'm like man there's still guys doing the Elvis impersonator stuff and that's
6: awesome yeah there's 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 more than you realize actually uh even in the uk it's it's become quite a large thing now and we, we've got Elvis tributes that are as young as 11 and 12 years old that are going out and strutting their stuff at concert uh, contests and things like that. So yeah, it's uh, it's quite big, especially over here in the UK.
5: Can you tell, give us a little backstory behind, so you're working in a warehouse and then what was it, some of your coworkers were the ones that kind of pushed you over the cliff and said, no, you got to become an Elvis impersonator?
6: Not exactly, but um, I've been an Elvis fan since I was about three years old. So my, my nan had A room that was like a shrine to Elvis, Uh, gold records on the wall and a big canvas. And uh, I'd be in there at three years old, shaky leg, you know, trying to do some of the moves. And uh, never ever thought it'd be a career at that point. But uh, yeah, my nan passed away and I decided that I was going to do a charity concert to raise some money for, you know, in her honor. And uh, then COVID sort of came along. and, And during COVID, uh, we were limited to when we could go out, and you know, mm-hmm. human interaction was quite limited. So, I was actually making a cup of tea in the kitchen, and uh, I was recorded from behind the door. I just happened to be singing an Elvis song, making a cup of tea, um, and it got posted. And originally, I was actually mortified. I was, uh, you know, not not very confident. Didn't think I was very good. Uh, the whole idea of the charity show was we'll probably have a bit of a, a joke at my expense and uh, raise some money for charity, but that was it. But, uh, yeah, then it, it got posted on Facebook, and uh, there was a good bit of a positive vibe about it. Um, and in the UK, we we started on a Thursday evening. We'd go out at 8 o'clock and uh, do a bit of a clap for the NHS over here um, for all the work they were doing during COVID. And there just happened to be a little girl who lived opposite us that was singing one week. And, you know, I sort of had a bit of a chat with her across the street, so I said, next week do it again, but we'll tell people we're going to do it. And, uh, you know, if you do it, I'll do it. And uh, it's kind of a little bit of a confidence boost for both of us, I think. And uh, so I've done it out of the blue and it became a, a, a weekly thing whilst we were doing it. I'd, I'd sing a song or two in the, in the street. Um, but uh, as we came out of COVID, uh, the, the show was planned. But actually there was a, a show that I ended up doing before that because three or four acts had dropped out of a an event because of COVID. So I did that and uh, some videos were taken and sent to an agent, unbeknownst to me. (laughs) Uh, So I'm I'm in work in the warehouse on the Monday morning and uh, I go to my tea break and I've got seven or eight missed calls from the same number. So immediately you think, well, actually, something serious has happened here. And actually it was someone introducing them as an agent and uh, telling me they've seen the videos and they want to give me some work. I was like, I I don't even know about these videos. What's going on? So. And uh, I did my, my first gig about four weeks after that.
7: So obviously, you, you know, you said you spent your whole life as an Elvis fan from the age of three up until now. But at what point did you realize you could actually sing like Elvis yourself? Not seeing it on a video, but when did you know you had those pipes?
6: Um, probably when I started getting the feedback from other people saying, oh, it actually sounds a bit like Elvis. Because I want to add a little bit of a tone, but uh, like I said, the, the charity show was probably more of a joke. Just to get people in, you know, have a bit of a laugh and raise some money, and a uh, one night only. Um, all those nights ago, uh, it seems a long time ago now, but but yeah, it, it's kind of stemmed from there, really. So years ago, I
7: got to go down to Memphis and I visited Graceland, and I was completely overcome with emotion. I I cried my way through Elvis's home. Have you visited there before?
6: No, not yet. It's on the bucket list. Okay, so one of the way cool to things, it in, Karen, yeah. Well, yeah. way to show when off. When you
7: go, when you go, Danny Graceland, I'm going to meet you there. And and one of the coolest things though is they have so many of his old outfits on display. How many Elvis impersonator outfits do you own?
6: Uh, I've got I think about seven jumpsuits. Nice. Uh, the leathers. Um, a couple of Speedway movie jackets. Um, so yeah, the, it's uh, I've probably got more. More Elvis tribute clothes than my own clothes because I've got all of the like rehearsal shirts and things like that as well. So yeah, it's kind of taken over.
5: Dana, can I ask you a stupid question about this, if you don't mind? Yeah. Um, when you sing, do you sound like Elvis with an English accent, or do you just it, it, does the accent just go away when you're singing? Like we sometimes hear with other I mean, artists,
6: it, it goes away. So there's a lot of time we, you know, speaking for other tribute acts, but you know, there's a lot of time spent studying. Uh, Elvis's voice um, and and all of the songs and everything it it really go, does get quite detailed to the point of you know you listen to a song over and over and over again. Um, I, I was told about a technique of if you if you're gonna if you're gonna do a song, then you basically have the lyrics and you change the words to how they sound. And the first time I did that, it looked horrendous and <laughs> and trying to do it on a page but now I've kind of got the knack of it and I don't necessarily need to write it down but but yeah, it's just a lot of study a lot of listening and and really listening carefully over and over and over again and uh, trying to replicate that
7: So we're talking to Danny Graceland who is an Elvis impersonator and I believe we have some audio of you singing the Elvis song Suspicious Minds Oh
5: yeah, totally? Yeah, that's amazing And, Danny, one last question for you. Are you also a fan, then, of peanut butter and banana sandwiches like Elvis, or is that something that you just don't go near?
6: That's something that I don't touch.
7: (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you, Danny.
5: Right on, Danny.
7: (laughs) Rockaholics, do you have a crazy side hustle? We want you to call us up and tell us all about it. 206-803-ROCK. We're going to take your calls after Nirvana. The
1: The Daily Mix Show.
7: This morning, Rockaholics, we are asking, do you have a crazy side hustle? Call us up now, 206-803-ROCK.
5: Some of the texts are coming in, our friend Penelope. Penelope Rose on OnlyFans. She said, I've talked about it before, but I got my blood delivery day job and my OnlyFans is a side hustle. Top 0.1% 0.1% amongst 2 million people. Greatest side job ever.
7: Wow. 2 million people?
5: Are on OnlyFans, yeah.
7: That, that have OnlyFans. I guess. That's a lot of people.
5: Yeah, 2 million and one as of right now. <laughs> no, uh, Great side hustle. This person says, I sell uh, metal art at farmers markets and fairs. Those are always cool when they kind of contort it into whatever it may be. That's pretty oh, yeah. awesome. Another texture said, I make my own barbecue sauce. I sell it to my friends right now and just my friends and family, but I am in the process to start doing the farmer's markets. Nice. That's how it all starts. We have
7: some impressive rockaholics.
5: I'm one of those. I'm a sucker for any kind of locally made anything at yes. those farmer's markets, like hot sauce, barbecue sauce. Artisanal. I, mean, I don't even know what that word is, but <laughs> yes.
7: <laughs> and then our,
5: our, our dude over here, Danny. Danny, I, I, we got to give you some love because I know your side hustle is is DJing those emo nights and it's branching up into you're taking over the entire Pacific Northwest.
2: Apparently, I am. It's amazing. Yeah, we got our first one coming up of actually 2024 in Seattle uh, this this Saturday, actually. I knew most. And, and you Portland Friday night? I'm from Portland Friday night. Um, and that, one, that one's just, uh, I'm, I'm actually helping out with that one. I'm not running that one. Okay. But come so and you they, wipe
5: the tears off of the DJ's I, eyes. Thank
2: you. Yes, okay. I will be DJing too, but it's one of those like, uh, they're doing their own stuff in Portland, but I get to do Seattle and then we're going to be doing Spokane now. That's awesome. So has Spokane
7: had one before? No,
2: this will be the first one ever in Launching. Spokane. I yeah. love that,
5: groundbreaking.
2: As in, yeah.
7: How many of you are there within the emo night community?
2: Oh, it's a good question because we do them all over the country. So I think I think in our little rep chat that we have on
5: Slack, it's I think there's 36 of us. Wow. It was funny when we went to Dallas. I've yet to see the Seattle emo night. I, we got to make it happen. And so maybe the whole show's got to come to a future one for sure. Yeah, just I agree. Get a hotel because I don't trip. think I'm going to be able to make it home after something like that. No. Um, uh, but we went to the one in Dallas, and it was a lot of fun. It was, I I, I now understand, I, I used to make fun of them for it, not real, you know, I was like, oh, whatever. It's, what is this, like the, the, the young kid's version of an 80s night, you know what I mean? Cause, it kind of is. But then you go there, and the energy is just infectious, everybody's in a good mood, people just want to party, and it was a blast.
7: What, did you sing along with any of the songs?
5: I mean, I pretended to. You know what's funny? The Steve, he, he's being modest. He actually knew a lot of, More of the songs. Than, I knew lines. Yeah, lines. And then every once in a while, I just moved my mouth pretending I was, I, I didn't want to get shamed.
7: <laughs> How many people, can, like, what's what's the capacity at Numo's? How many people will you have there?
2: Oh, around 600, 650. And it sells out almost every single time. I mean, which that's is, as many
7: people as Steve wrestled in front of last weekend.
5: That's true. That's my side hustle is the, doing the independent wrestling where I just go travel around the Pacific Northwest. going to be in Portland. Unfortunately, not Friday, but on Saturday, I'll be in Portland. <laughs> Wait, so
7: you guys are going to be like Passing each other on I five. No way.
5: Passing side hustles.
7: (laughs) You guys are so cool. We've got Micah the Beast in Seattle who plays the ukulele. What is happening, y'all? Yes, my side
2: hustle is playing ukulele, and I was inspired to do so by getting to play live day with y'all.
5: Aww. I love that, that you did it for us at Live Day. You crushed it. Everybody that was there loved what you did with all the great, great covers of hip-hop songs to new metal to whatever else, and now you're actually playing shows, doing that in front of people.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to be at uh, Lost Woods Brewery in Buckley tonight at 6 o'clock playing, and I got other gigs coming up, but yeah, man, it, it, playing Live Day really got me back into the groove of of actually playing again and wanting to wanting to play more, being being in front of the rockaholics the rockaholics are such a great group of people just all the love that i received from them i it made me want more give me more love the people (laughs) that
7: were the people that were listening to live day rather than being there in person you could just see when someone's listening to your cover and they're trying to figure out what the song is and then when it clicks and people are like that's the best part it was the absolute best thank you so much michael Michael. we love you
2: I love seeing that look on people's face when they finally figure it out. It makes my
7: day. Well, go see Micah tonight and rock out with the ukulele. Rockaholics, how would you like a shot at winning Rolling Stones tickets? They are going to be at Lumen Field on May 15th. We are curious if you have ever had a ridiculous run-in with the law. For example, we talked to a rockaholic yesterday who got in trouble for vandalizing in his teen years. And then the other guy got arrested for not using his blinker. Call in now for your chance to win those tickets. 206-803-ROCK. We're going to take your calls at 7.50.
1: The Daily Mix Show.